0: In Angry Review for the week ending May 16th, we check in on some important tax legislation. Now we have just a quick update on the key tax legislation for agriculture and other businesses. The bill to renew more than 50 expired tax breaks has hit a significant roadblock in the Senate as Democrats and Republicans clashed over adding amendments to the legislation. Majority leader Harry Reid moved to limit debate and amendments, a move that angered Republicans who voted to continue extended debate on the bill. Before the limitations were put in, however, Senator John Thune from South Dakota was able to introduce his amendment, which included making Section 179 permanent
1: basically allows the $500,000 expensing level for businesses with less than a total of $2 million in qualifying property placed in service per year to continue to have access to that expensing amount. It's something that's been utilized extensively by farmers and ranchers and small
0: businesses. And despite the setback, the bill does have bipartisan support and could still be approved. The House is pursuing a different approach to the legislation. And next, we go to the field with Tyron Spearman. The
2: National Ag Statistics Service of USDA reports the peanut crop 26% planted this week. That compares to 14% last week and the five-year average at 29. In Georgia, peanuts planted 30%. That's up from the 13% of last week. Soil moisture still a little bit of a problem. Soil moisture was rated 9% short, 71% adequate, and 20% surplus. They said that last week was the best all season for planting operations, and farmers are starting to see cotton and peanuts cracking the ground. In Alabama, 20% of the peanuts have been planted. Normally, they're at 25%. Their soil moisture was 5% short, 61 adequate, and 34% surplus. Farmers had a good week getting crops in the ground, they said, and starting to get dry in some locations, and a small rain is needed. In Florida, 29% of their crop has been planted. Normally, they're at 38%. Farmers were two to four weeks behind on planting due to excessive wet fields. In Jackson County, high areas were able to be planted in cotton and peanuts. In Washington County, considerable amount of replanting of cotton and peanuts because of flooding. Uh, Dixie County... Farmers were able to plant corn and peanuts. Levy County says they are 95% complete. Checking on the peanut market, things are very quiet as farmers are trying to get planted. Right now, they're still offering the $400 per ton. Some cases are offering a 50-50, a $425 per ton firm for half of the peanuts, a 50% on a flex contract so farmers can take advantage of the shale market. Upon delivery of the harvest, the farmers will receive three hundred seventy five per ton, the basis grain as an option contract on runner type peanuts. That would equate to forty five cents a pound for medium runners, and for each increase that the shell price goes up one cent, the farmer would receive additional thirteen dollars and fifty cents per ton. The maximum on that four hundred seventy five dollars per ton at the end of the season.
0: And with some livestock news, Randall Wiseman had this.
3: Well, USDA's Food Safety Inspection Service recently released their final audit report on an outside audit conducted on Brazil's meat inspection system. And according to Colin Woodall, Vice President of Government Affairs for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, that audit
4: report further proves their concerns. Well, what we found out is our concerns are founded. The problem is Brazil still has an issue with foot and mouth disease. And our concern all along has been that they do not have the protocols in place or the commitment or resources to implement those protocols to keep our herd safe. And that's why we have uh, worked to try to stop this rule. And we were given a, a bit of a bonus when a Food Safety Inspection Service report came out and said that all of our issues about Brazil not being able to implement current regulatory regimes was true. They have some serious problems down there. USDA's
3: Animal Plant Health Inspection Service proposed this rule to amend regulations allowing for the importation of fresh and frozen beef from a region of 14 states in Brazil into the U.S. back in December. But NCBA is urging APHIS to withdraw the proposed rule, as FMD is not something we want
4: here. Because once a herd gets it, the only option we have is to depopulate that herd, to kill every single one of those animals. We cannot afford that as an industry right now. We are desperately trying to rebuild, and the drought is uh, preventing that. If we were to have FMD on top of it, we would put entire segments of our industry out of business. So there is a serious economic impact here, and we just don't think that USDA has given enough credibility to that impact and because of that that's why we continue to push to kill this rule and ncba recently expressed its
3: concerns to usda in comments on behalf of its members
0: and we wrap up for this week by rolling the dice with everett griner
1: there's a lot of ways to gamble you can bet on a football game you can bet on a horse race or play poker you can travel to a nearby casino or fly to las vegas whatever means you choose you're likely to wind up a loser and even if you walk away a winner, be assured that there's 10 others that lose. It's the same if you farm. You have a better odds, but even if you win 3, 4, 5, even 10 years, that losing year's bound to come. Now, every smart farmer knows this. For generations, good farmers strive to put up a little in the good years to cover disaster when the bad years come along. And there are those struggling periods when Even more than one bad year comes in succession. That's the tough part. But good farmers never quit. They may change games, but they don't give
2: up.
0: And don't forget you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast AgNet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast AgNet's podcast.